Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros a deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner for it must be a Wednesday. As baby, it's always a Wednesday. Today's a good Wednesday. Beautiful outside. Everybody's chilling. Yeah. Little, little too warm. For me, but uh, you know, it's still enjoyable. A little, a little warm. I agree with that. A little I, uh, warm for my no AC apartment, <laughs> except for in my bedroom. Yes, uh, I have been out of town. You have been off in the great wilderness of Utah. I have been in Utah, my own private Idaho, and uh, I stayed at my partner's place on Monday night as I got into town. So I haven't been to my apartment in about a week, and I got there yesterday. Oh, it's been cooking, huh? And I had some stuff that I had to drop off. I had groceries because I knew my fridge was empty. And I got into my apartment, set everything down, and instantly put the window AC unit in and turned it on full blast, <laughs> where it is currently continuing to blast full full steam. Yes, because you have now had it closed and for most of the days you were gone mm -hmm. it's been getting progressively warmer here yep yesterday and today are the warmest days yesterday was the warmest but all weekend it was like mid 80s it's just been warm mm -hmm. so five straight days of that in a closed window apartment i bet you, you walked in and you felt like you walked into like a muggy mess and it was a really strange thing getting back into town because i was crawling into a tent at about 38 degrees every night so when I left Idaho on Monday morning, I was in jeans, a T-shirt, 
and a hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the truck the whole time. And as it was getting warmer, I threw some AC on and stuff like that. And then I get home and my girlfriend looks at me and she's like, you look hot. And I was like, oh, thanks, baby. I haven't seen you in a while either. You look good too. She's like, no, 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 no. You have a sweatshirt on and it's 90 degrees. I'm like, well, what do you want? I just came back from cold Idaho. I didn't know. I didn't know. I think that's part of the reason why you <clears throat> like these trips so much because you can fully disconnect, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Like Although I, you were texting me from a bar with Wi-Fi at one at one point. But. Yes, on uh, what day was I doing that? It was like Friday, I think. Yeah, maybe something like that. But it was great because then I got back into town and I started doing a little bit of research. And then I got so overwhelmed that I just texted you and I was like, Mike, what 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 I miss? <laughs> what did I miss? I don't even remember what I told you. Uh, I can pull it up, but you told me uh, Blazers suck game two, game three, dominate game four, despite Dame not playing well. Yep. Uh, now the flip ha- flip side happened. Lose game five. <laughs> yeah, I know. Despite Dame playing completely out of his mind. I got a good story for that. Um, uh, the the Toronto Maple Leafs three uh, one sucked out. Uh, yep. That I'm always interested in massive collapses. That's why I brought it up. I figured you didn't care about the Stanley Cup playoffs too much, but that was of note, and it happened the day you texted. Me. Uh, the Yankees can't hit. Yes, which has not been the case since I've been in town. Um, let's see here. Uh, Osaka hates the media. Don't blame her. Um, what else did we miss? And oh yeah, uh, there was a. Uh, the guy I hate more in international football lost a big game. Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola cannot win the big one. And cannot beat Chelsea, apparently. And, and I was or really, at least their new manager. And I was really excited about that. And I think I'm fully up to date. But even today, I sit here today and I'm kind of like, what the hell is going on? I just said to you before we went on, I was like, what are we going to do for the show? <laughs> uh, you, you come in, turn the mic on, and you're like, well, well, big gulps, huh? So baseball, right? People play baseball. Could spend three hours talking about uh, why you should trade CJ McCollum right now. Oh, uh, you could. I haven't listened to sports talk radio all day. So were were people crazy? How was it today? Because I worked, I worked my one bartending shift a week last night, and I tweeted this out, which I never tweet, but I felt the passion to tweet it. I worked in a at capacity bar, which COVID capacity, we're mm-hmm. not standing room only crazy days like the early times. Although soon you'll be allowed to be. Although soon. Um, but the bar that I was working at was at capacity. I had all four TVs on with volume and there were some high fives and freaking out and stuff. And I'll tell you what, man, it's been a long time since I've been in an environment like that. And I know the game didn't end the way we wanted it to, but it was really, really stinking cool yeah that was a that was a i was just watching it at home but that was cool to have that energy for that kind of a game again you could kind of tell things were different Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like i'm not going to say it kind of felt like the first moment that sports were truly back but it was one of those moments of we're getting back to normal social media was going absolutely bonkers for that game i know i wanted to see blazer twitter meltdown but I didn't get the chance to see it. It was uh, it was a mix of oh my god, Dame's a god, and oh my god, the Blazers are losing this game somehow. And despite everything Dame is doing, they cannot do anything else right. <clears throat> but it was uh, it did kind of have that feel of well, we're getting around to the final bend of this, and people are watching sports again, and it's passion. And because for the first year, well, the first year for the entire last year, 
Sports have felt kind of you're me- missing something meaningless. Yeah, you're kind of missing something. There's no, there's there's something missing, and there's no edge really. And what is it that you're missing? I guess I guess you're missing the people aspect. You're missing the people aspect. And like I said, th- you know, I don't want to get into the Blazer game. I know you guys have listened to <clears throat> this station all day, and everyone's talked about it. So I don't need to necessarily talk about the game. I just want to talk about that. I was in an environment when Dame hit the shot to force overtime. Boom, high fives, we're feeling it. You know, fingers on the wrist, everyone's feeling it. Hits the second one, the place goes bananas. That was a super tough shot. And uh, and and then the game ended, and it was 10 minutes before last call, and everybody closed out and left, and it was great. I made some money, didn't stay late. It was awesome. <laughs> Shout out, Blazer fans, for not drinking your sorrows away. Clearly, I was not at a wazoo bar. Well, they sat in their car for maybe five, ten minutes, cried a little bit, and then they went home. Yeah. Hopefully safely. So it's been a whirlwind kind of like two days. Sat in their Uber or Lyft. (laughs) Yes, of course. It's been a whirlwind two days for me trying to catch up in sports. It's weird, man, because for us, you're in this industry, and People ask me, they're like, you know, we just do this stupid little baseball show. But but I know this is semi-true with with Isaac and Suk and Brandon and Andy and AJ and Dusty and you guys on the weekends and Andrew, you know, with Nemec on, on a recruiting show. Like, everyone thinks, oh, you have to do all this prep work. You have to, you know, you have to read all these articles. You have to watch all these games. And you do this long enough and you don't necessarily have to watch the game to know what's going on. I mean, Madison Bumgarner got pulled from a start today with shoulder stiffness. I didn't watch that game, but I know that because we're just indoctrinated into we know how to follow sports. And I'm not saying we're cheating. I'm just saying we know how to follow. So to be away from a week and then try to catch up is kind of difficult, even when nothing really happened. I do think that, although in some cases that is true, you miss a lot of the the minutiae when you don't watch the game and you just react and, and, and find out what's going on afterwards. Oh I, oh, I agree. But we still, because we're here every day and because we have cell service and we have notifications and we have channels and different stuff and we can bounce around. Someone's throwing a no-hitter in a game that nobody cares. I'm going to switch to the game. Uh, the Knicks just got eliminated. I wanted to watch part of that game. So you get that. I'm not saying cheating. I'm just saying when we're around it, we're able to know what's going on yeah. without necessarily seeing it. And it's been wild to try to catch up. I still don't. It's been two days, and I still don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think that is kind of what happens for me when I go on vacation, too. I mean, I'll, I'll check on my phone every once in a while. I'm usually in a place with service because I don't really go camping. But uh, the it, there is kind of a moment of, well, I don't really know what happened, and... Either I have to commit to caring about it or I can just be like, you know what? I'm going to start paying attention now. And then whatever happened in that last five to seven days, I'm just like, goodbye, pass. It's, I don't care. It's kind of where I am. Thank God I have you to uh, help me push that along. <laughs> so I, was I, like, can, I can do some heavy lifting, yes. When you get back on Monday and you're driving and you hit like Hood River and you're like, oh, right. The Blazers have played two games since you left. Three games. No, because I saw game two. Oh, okay. I saw game two. Uh, the Blazers have played two games since you've left. What the hell is going on? And then you look at all I see is box scores, and I see game three, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you see game four, and you're like, oh, God. Like, 
Blazers won, but ooh, that didn't look like a good game. You're like, what the hell happened? Then I watch game five live, and you're like, okay, I quit. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. It's been a crazy series. It's okay to be confused. Well, and then and then we do this little baseball show, this fun baseball show, and it's like, uh, yeah, so Acuna and Guerrero hit home runs, mm-hmm. and that's all I got. Oh, I found out Marcelo Zuna likes to beat women. Yeah, he's uh, probably never playing in baseball again. Yeah, thank God I grabbed him as a keeper this year. In your first first round pick. You got it, baby. I was like, should I take you, Darvish, or Marcelo Zuna? I was like, well, I need batters. I got you, Darvish. Thank you. Yeah, Mike got you, Darvish. I went with Marcelo Zuna. Yep. So, so we'll, we'll talk some <clears throat> baseball. Yeah. So welcome back. Welcome I guess, back. I guess I'm glad to be here. Welcome back. Um. Oh, are you glad? Are you glad to be here? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's hard to be in the middle of nowhere and just kind of be looking at the skyline and you see the stars and you know when you look at one, you're like, "Whoa, shooting star!" And someone says to you, "That's not a star. That's a satellite." You're like, oh, right. <laughs> the real world exists. Yes. I got funny stories, too, man. I got locked out of my cabin the first night. I stayed at a resort on my first night, and then I go sleep in the wild. Those are two very different words that don't belong in the same sentence <laughs> to me. Cabin and resort. <laughs> well, I stayed in a cabin on Wednesday night before sleeping in the boonies, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, I decided to go get one more beer from the truck, from the cooler in the back of the truck, and I locked myself out. So what happened? Well, there's a fire extinguisher outside the door. Oh. Yeah, $200 later, I got in. Wow. Well, yeah. What was I going to do, sleep outside? Yes. No, I broke the window and got in. (laughs) Because you... Because I paid for it. You were going to go sleep outside. Well, yeah, I wanted to sleep in a bed. (laughs) That's why I stayed there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Yep, I'm an idiot. You <clears throat> broke the wind. Was is there no like front desk? You could be like, hey. No, 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 man. There's no cell service. There's so really not a resort. I feel like you got to change that word. Well, it depends on when you look around. It's real beautiful out there. It's not really a resort. White people. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> Ugly Dugly. Well, we got a show today for you guys. I'm back. I hope you guys had fun last week. Uh, I did not listen to the show, although I do plan on it, so maybe I'll do that uh, later tonight. We did have fun last week. Good, good. I'm glad. Uh, you can follow us on uh, social media. Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27 You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PD085. Our fantastic producer, Mr. Joseph Fisher the third, is on Twitter as well. Joe Fish 3 that's F-I-S-C-H. Fan text line 503-250-1080. That bad boy lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. And the Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m., as it traditionally does. I'm really excited. We're going to have a guest from the Pink Boot Society on to talk about state of the industry and how we move on and make things better for all people equal. Also, welcome to Pride Month, my favorite month of the year. Uh, I'm also biased. June is also not related my favorite month of the year, but that's just a me thing. June's also my favorite month of the year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, my birthday. For the same reasons? My birthday month. Yeah, yeah, my birthday month, too. Yeah. And so uh, so make sure to download the Beers on Us podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, when we come back, uh, something I didn't miss while I was gone is there's this guy in baseball that I've been trying to tell you has been really good, and you agree with me, but I'm about to take it to another level. Okay. I'm about to tell you that this guy might be the greatest thing we've seen in 20 years. 
You like okay. that? Sure. Is that a good tease? Sure. All right. We'll get to that next. This is the hot. Is it Wade Miley? It is not Wade Miley, although I like that he doesn't wear batting gloves. Oh, wait. I'm thinking of. What? Who's the kid in San Diego? I Will know. Myers. Oh, well. <laughs> Whatever. A couple guys I don't really care about. Welcome back, Patrick. It is not Wade Miley. Uh, we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner. Today, the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Little Justin Timberlake. I forgot to bring this up in the first segment. Yeah, I got that, a, uh, a DM on Twitter. <clears throat> Slide that, right in. What's that up, baby? said, what's love the show. Hot Corner, he's talking about. Listen every Wednesday or Thursday. Guns and Roses rules. But he said, I haven't heard you guys talk too much about the Giants. Ah. Could you... Could you guys do some some segments or a segment on the uniqueness of <clears throat> the Giants team and how they are still in first place, correct? Correct. Last I saw it was, <clears throat> but I'm going to double check just so I don't uh, put my foot in my mouth. Yes, they are a game up you know on what, the Padres who just you know got what? swept. You know what? We'll call an audible right now. And coming up in 15 minutes, let's talk, let's talk Giants. Okay. Let's talk. Why is this team any good? Because going into this season, did we not look at them and be like, Eh, they're kind of building. They got a cheap payroll. I looked at them as the clear 500 third place team in the West. Exactly. Maybe flirt with a wild card. Yeah, but the I didn't, NL's I didn't probably really, down. I didn't really think that for sure. Sounds great. In 15 minutes, we'll talk about the San Francisco Giants. And in a half hour, uh, story time with Uncle Patrick will show up because today is a big day. Today is a huge day. Today. And for the rest of my lifetime, today will be the greatest day ever. Okay. And we'll get to that at story time with Uncle Patrick. But I want to start here with something that I have noticed, and I have preached and preached and preached about this. Michael, you know this, what I'm going to tell you. But I'm getting to a point where I don't think lip service is good enough anymore. <clears throat> I am seeing something that, in my opinion, hasn't been done since the late 90s, early 2000s. And I'm talking about we are seeing, we are watching right now, maybe a top five greatest pitcher of all time, and that is Jacob deGrom. I think what Jacob deGrom is doing right now, and I'm not even talking about the plate. 
The plate stuff, that's all fun. That's kitschy. That's great. Jacob deGrom is pitching in a way right now that I haven't seen as a fan of pitching since Pedro Martinez in the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, I'd say, I'd argue you've never seen it because of the speed of which he's throwing the ball. I saw this today because uh, Shane McClanahan, the young kid for the Rays, was pitching. And the Yes Network put up a graphic of 100-mile-per-hour pitches thrown <clears throat> by starters this year. And McClanahan was second. He's thrown like 10 of them. And like Glasnow's on there. And Garrett Cole was on there. And I, I forget the other guy. In first was Jacob DeGrom. McClanahan was second with 10. Oh. The first was Jacob DeGrom with 88 100 plus mile an hour pitches thrown as a starter this year. Yep. And he threw seven in a row, 11 in a row, something like something that. Something like that last night. Um, I, there was a ton of little highlight vids from his start last night going all over Twitter, which I was following. Is Jacob DeGrom one of the greatest pitchers of all time with the stuff that he has? I mean, I know that the numbers are not going to match a lot of those guys because the Mets don't hit when he pitches, so he doesn't have wins. But his career, but we've ERA given up is, on wins. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying. I think when we look at greatest of all the time, term. we're like, oh, who has three three hundred thousand, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But with the kind of stuff that he has, and the pinpoint accuracy that he has, is he already one of the greatest pitchers of all time? And it, a lot of that also ties into playoff success, which of course he hasn't had because the Mets suck. But just purely on stuff, is that the case? You know, I don't, as much as I love this guy, I mean, I've I, he's my keeper on both of my fantasy teams. I am so excited to slurp up my favorite pitcher in baseball. In fact, one of my fantasy teams is named after him. I don't know if I'm quite ready to give him that. <clears throat> but I do think, and I can say this unequivocally, and I've seen Max Scherzer at his height, I've seen Clayton Kershaw at his height. I've seen uh, Madison Bumgarner at his height. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Did I already say Kershaw? You did. My bad. Are you saying height? Yeah. Sorry, at the height of their career. And then I said (laughs) height. My apologies. I've seen these guys, and I've seen these great guys. And I'll harp it back to the 90s where I watched Tommy Glavin, who I'm all about, and Greg Maddox, who's one of the greatest of all time, and Randy Johnson, and even steroid using Roger Clemens, like – and you mentioned Pedro. <clears throat> and 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 Pedro Martinez, who, you know, is one of my favorite pitchers of all time. DeGrom has that kind of stuff. And what's wild is he's in his 30s, and this is the best we've ever seen. I mean, the guy's only pitched in the big since 2014. Isn't he like 35 now? 34, I believe. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know why I decided to gurgle there. Yeah, the fact that he is at this age throwing this fast with this much movement and this much accuracy is he is 32 almost he'll be 33 in about 15 days okay a little younger than i thought but still in his 30s and throwing like this that's nuts it's absolutely nuts and and watching him pitch is a treat it's like every the reason that a lot of us love baseball is because each at bat is a game within the game sure right batter trying to guess what the pitcher's going to throw and you know vice versa what they're expecting and trying to be different Watching DeGrom at bats, it's like you know the batter's trying. Mm-hmm. You know that they're processing what he's throwing, and they almost never stand a chance. I watched the, a clip of uh, 
I don't know which Diamondback player it was yesterday, but it was like a, it was an inside fastball, and he fouled it off. Like he he jumped it to try to get ahead of it because he knew it was going to be ninety eight or, or or higher. And then he threw him three straight sliders in the exact same spot where the arc of the ball started where the fastball was, and then it went back leg, and he swung and missed at every single one of the sliders. And he just kind of looked out at him and was like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. And walk back to the dugout. And it's, it's such a different level watching DeGrom work and whoever his catcher is, you know, I guess it's McCann or it's not James McCann. Ew. Hey, he's been hit much better, yeah, well, but uh, time. Thomas Nito is the other guy who's been getting time there, but it's like, it's like, it's like watching Albert Einstein go up against me in like a math competition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I wonder, because we've talked on this show before about the potential of, you know, moving the mound back, pitchers being too dominant, hitters decreasing. Do you think DeGrom, DeGrom's greatness could get lost in a little bit of that? Because that's my fear right now, which is why, you know, I have a platform. Sure, it's this stupid little baseball show we do on Wednesday nights. That I don't think it's stupid. We actually work really hard for it. Uh, that his attributes are going to be lost because we are in an age where baseball wants to push the Acunas and the Vladdies and the Tatis and the Trouts and the Otanis and stuff like that. I'm worried he's not going to get the love that a Pedro got, that a young Kershaw got, that a Scherzer three-year streak, a Verlander five-year streak got. Well... I would say that's true also because he's very quiet and reserved and because his team's been bad. So that's going to hurt him threefold if you include the fact that... Sure, he doesn't hitting, play for Cleveland? Hitting has been down. Um, yeah, I think that will affect him, which is why I asked the question of, should we be paying more attention to, is he one of the greatest of all time? Because you know that naturally we're not going to because the Mets are never good. And I think the answer is hell yeah. But, this guy's one of the greatest I've ever seen. So... It will hurt him, though. Yes, I, I believe it will hurt him. I believe that in the long run, Jacob deGrom will be considered a great pitcher, uh, but it's going to take a little bit of work, or maybe it's going to take a couple of playoff runs at the end of his career to prove said dominance. Because, you know, we we judge players off playoffs more than anything. Correct. Uh, I think... They did go to a World Series. Even Mike Trout, that was before he was truly elite, though, right? Correct. That was before he really hit his stride. Mike Trout might be an exception to this because Mike a, Trout he had a two five four that ERA that year. I'm just throwing that out there because <laughs> Mike Trout has made the playoffs once, right, right, and, and he was, didn't and didn't hit well. He was dreadful in the series, but he's the you know the best baseball player in the league mm -hmm. and has been for eight years mm -hmm. and will be for another eight. And we kind of look at him like, duh, Mike Trout. But people don't talk about Mike Trout because you don't see him in the big moments. Right. I mean, you talk about. Guys who get big hits in big moments. Juan Soto was the huge story a few years ago when the Nationals won that World Series. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's last year it was uh, Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger and his high face in the dugout. And it's like, that's what we pay attention to. So I don't know if DeGrom is ever going to get that. I don't know if I trust the Mets to get them there, you know? I, I, I agree with everything you're saying. So I guess what I'm saying is, and, and JR brings up this great text right now, DeGrom is today's Felix Hernandez. And yeah, I think there's a lot of 
correlation with that. But what I will say is that Jacob DeGrom is better than Felix Hernandez. And that is a wild thing to say. He is, but that's a great point because people don't consider Felix one of the greatest pitchers Felix in the last is a first ballot Hall of Famer 10, in my 15 opinion. years. In my opinion, I that, agree. That guy's one of the best pitchers I ever saw. I agree. But people don't think of him in the same light because what did the Mariners do? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. Well, my friends, this is where I tell you, if you haven't been watching Jacob deGrom, uh, I know you haven't been watching the Mets, but if he's pitching, just do it. Just turn the game on. It's going to go quick because he's going to lose 1-0 and throw eight innings. He's going to throw eight innings. He's going to get two hits. He's going to get the only RBI for his team, and they're going to lose 2-1. to one. I mean, the, the minor league team he did his rehab stint at said, please send help. We're losing. Jacob DeGrom is Jacob throwing 101 DeGrom. miles an hour. Please, Please send, help. send help. And that's great. So DeGrom, I just wanted to throw it out there. That's the one thing when I got back home, I looked at the I looked at the the, the, the world of baseball and I said, man, Jacob DeGrom's my guy. When we come back, let's give a little love for a team that's actually been pretty good and could sustain this throughout the rest of the season. We'll get to that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. There's already rumors of buyers and sellers in Major League Baseball. We'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour, plus story time with Uncle Patrick here in 15 minutes. But the fans have asked, and my friend, we are going to deliver. Well, one fan asked, but we have like three. So well, that's... Well, Yeah, one fan is like 30% of our show. Yeah. So uh, the question was, Hey, guys, I know your show is absolutely phenomenal, and I would listen to you every day on the radio if you were there. But since you're only there once a time, and I know you have so much great content you want to get through, but where's the love for my San Francisco Giants? Do you want his actual DM? Sure, why not? Hey, Mike, huge fan of the Hot Corner. I listen every Wednesday or Thursday morning. Did I not just say that? That Joe guy sounds hot. (laughs) Haven't heard you guys talk too much about the Giants this year, and I'm a huge fan. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on the very unconventional 2021 San Francisco Giants. The person who sent me that, his name is, I I kid you not, oh, no. His Twitter name is Austin Rivers. His name is Alex Barrett. (laughs) But he put Austin Rivers as his Twitter name. I was like, he's got the prayer hands up. Well, here you are, my friend. Let's talk about the 2021 first place, June 2nd, San Francisco Giants. Mike, tell me, why are they here? I know the answer, but I know you know better. Well, the answer to start is starting pitching. Yep. And they've got a potential Cy Young candidate on that squad. They might have two, maybe. Um, Maybe. I would say one, but what they've done is they've, and we did talk about this briefly like a couple weeks ago. They've gathered these castoffs who nobody expected to have anything left in their tank or just didn't work out to their potential. And I don't know if it's their coaching. I haven't really read any articles on this. I just saw it mentioned. But you you brought in Cy Young candidate at the moment, Kevin Gossman. Good God. Sorry, Joe. You brought in Anthony Disclafani, former Red. Pitching very, very well. You got Alex Wood. Oh, God. These next names are like, do you love baseball? Have you been watching for a long time? Yeah, these guys are still in the league. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, they've got Desclavani. They have Alex Wood. They have Aaron Sanchez. Yeah. Former Toronto Blue Jay high potential guy who got hurt and we then never thought, panned out. Who we thought was going to be amazing. We're talking like Jose Bautista bat flip. That guy was like, Sanchez is on the mound tomorrow. You better watch out. That was the Stroman Sanchez. Oh, who else was there? They had like three young starters yeah, that we dude. all thought were going to yeah, pop. Yeah, man. And Johnny Cueto, although I think he's hurt right now. Johnny Cueto was pitching well before he got hurt. So you have a staff that when you looked at it on paper, you were like, Cueto, Gossman, Desclafani, Wood, Aaron Sanchez. And they've got And then bull- in reality, it's like, <clears throat> uh, what is happening? And they've got a bullpen of Tyler Rogers, Jake McGee, and Matt Whistler, who are all pitching very, very well right now. Tyler Rogers, a submariner who's become their closer. Yes, with a one six three ERA. Yes. I it's, like it. It's crazy. I like it. And I so you mentioned this and you said, I don't know what coaching is being like. I don't, I don't know how much of that is right, right, attributed right. to coaching or if it's just development or luck or whatever, but that's where it all starts for the Giants. And this is where I want to give a little love. I remember, you remember before Girardi got the Phillies job, who did they hire? Gabe Kapler. They hired Gabe Kapler. Who flamed out very quickly. Who flamed out very quickly and they hated him. Because but, he was a little like too analytic-y. Yep, he was a little too analytically. They didn't think he was enough player-focused. But coming out of the Red Sox organization, not he didn't come from there, but that's, I think, one of the last big stints he had was he was in the Red Sox, and everybody, Francona was there, and everybody said, this guy can be a major league manager. This guy can be a manager. And so the Phillies took a bite, and they hated him. Shocker, Philly hates anybody that doesn't succeed right away. Didn't they fire him in one year, or was it two One years? year. One, one year. year. I'm shocked Girardi is still there, who I think is a great manager. and uh, they ran and they've kept Girardi, but they ran Kapler out of town. The Giants take a, take a shot at him. Assuming we're in a rebuild year. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of this is Kapler. You can't tell me that this Island of misfit toys is going to be this good without somebody at the helm. That's going to connect to those guys. So someone just, someone just mentioned this on the text line, give a little love to the A's minor league catering. It's it's the same sort of idea. Bob Melvin's going to be in Oakland forever well, because he knows what he's doing. Well, do you know what that that text is about? No. Okay, that's about the food they were giving their minor league players. Oh, then which, I walked. Then I walked into a troll job. Yes, my bad. That's the fire fest. Okay, they, they gave them a piece of bread, a slice of cheese, and some lettuce. That was their food after the game. Oh well, that sucks. Uh, but I looked at it on a baseball level. Like Bob Melvin is going to be there forever because he just gets it. You know, he knows how to get the best out of his island of misfit toys. And they are the biggest island of misfit toys. The Giants right now are kind of doing the same thing. But what's fun about them when it comes to hitting is they've still got some notable guys that are playing pretty well. And they've got some farm system kids that they've held on to that are doing well. Buster Posey is having the best year of his of his career in the last five years since well, this, they won titles? This is the crazy thing. So this is their four best hitters right now. Okay? You've got Mikey Stremski. Farm kid. He's 30. From their system. But he's I know, 30. I know, but he's from their system. You have Brandon Crawford. Also from their system. Who's 34. Yep. You but have he's Buster Posey, who's 34. First ballot Hall of Famer. And Evan Longoria, who's 35. Uh, Eighth ballot Hall of Famer. Ooh. Uh, Hot take. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. That right now, what 
the reason that it's you're right of an island of misfits, mm-hmm. it's misfit starters that didn't fit anywhere else that are working. And then guys who were in their 30s who you thought were in the decline and were showing outside of Yastrzemski, he's kind of an old rookie. Mm-hmm. He was only a rookie like two years ago, I think. Right. Um, you got guys who you thought were dead. You mm-hmm. thought they were done. Mm-hmm. You're like, Buster Posey hasn't hit for years. Evan Longoria left Tampa and was like, yeah, I'm old now. <laughs> and Brandon Crawford would kind of sucked the last two years. And all of a sudden it's and like. To be fair, Brandon Crawford wasn't that great to begin with. Oh, I don't know. Solid that. shortstop. Yeah, he's a he is a solid. Yeah. He was a solid everyday World Series winning shortstop. 272. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> but that's kind of what you've got right now. I'm a little nervous about their hitting, but I'm not really nervous about the pitching because from what I've seen from those guys, I believe in all those starters I mentioned for the most part. Uh a little bit unsure on Cueto when he comes back. But I I've seen Desclafani pitch a couple times. I've seen Gossman, he's been insane. Uh and I think Alex Wood can be really, really good too. And their bullpen's great. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about a fall off from their 35-year-old stars at the moment because I don't see a lot of youth in that lineup to kind of protect against injuries. But I'll tell you this, and and I'll leave you on this note. Uh, This division that we thought was a two-team race, oh, I can't wait to watch Dodgers-Padres. Oh, I can't wait to watch Padres-Dodgers. Oh, I can't wait to see the young kid versus the World Series champions. Don't sleep on these guys. Well, we always say it's two months, right? It's been two months in the season, and they're in first place. Giants are for real. Uh, I think they're for real, too. Well, that's that's kind of where I'm at at If they can be consistent, I don't know. But are they good right now? Yes. This is not not lightning in a bottle. Obviously, things can change. We've seen greater ups and downs at this point in the season. Wilmer Flores batted cleanup yesterday. How old is he, like 31? What's up, New York Mets? But generally speaking... What you see at this point in the year, you kind of know what these teams are. And he's 29, by the way. I think the Giants are good. The Giants are a good team. Can they hold off the Dodgers and the Padres? We'll have to wait and see, but they're going to make it a lot more interesting. I'll tell you what, we'll we'll keep our eyes on the San Francisco Giants. And if they can keep this up, then I guess we keep talking about them, right? That's how this business works. Yep. So, you know, full love to the guys like Buster Posey. You know, I love seeing Buster Posey and, and Brandon Crawford uh play better than they have the last few years. I mean, it's tough when you're not very good. It's tough to put inspiration in some of these great guys. So to see them swing in the swing in the wood right now is really exciting. When we come back story time with uncle Patrick on, on the hot corner, 1080, the fame. It's time to take a trip down memory lane. This is story time with uncle Patrick, a look back on some of the most unusual events around America's pastime. In the bottom of the 10th, when Bill Mazeroski slammed the four-bagger to end the game and the series with victory for the Pirates. Sweet revenge. A Cinderella story of baseball, and the hometown fans went berserk with joy. And forgotten stories from the major leagues. And that's the story of Mike Matheny and the bird poop. Gather round, folks. It's story time with Uncle Patrick on 1080 The Fan. Fair foul coming up at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour, but this is story time wait, with wait, Uncle wait, Patrick. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What? You want to talk about some four bangers, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, Shane. No, no, no. That'd JR- be cool if we could do this with cigars in our mouth. <laughs> JR just texted in. JR, what does that guy know? One of our great P1s. My MLB The Show Mariners. Oh, my God. You're going to hijack this segment for it's this? It's just one one thought. Right, I'm so not hijacking your segment. All right. MLB The Show is story time. Just traded for Brandon Crawford, and he sucks. 
D Gordon was hitting 300 and he's a giant now. I have to go back and replay five games to block that trade. No! Don't go back and replay games to block a trade. You made the trade. Live with it. Learn how to hit with Brandon Crawford. Come on. Come on. Are you done? Mike, what team should I play with on MLB <laughs> The Show to start my franchise? Should Not I just go the Orioles? Just Orioles and build build from the bottom? Uh, Yeah. Do you want to build a team? Yeah. Then, yeah, go Orioles. I, I pick a team where they're not great, but they're close. Right? You're the Rockies, I'm right? I'm the Rockies. Where this was, I this was, remember, 2019 when they still had their players and didn't <laughs> trade them all away. <laughs> and money. And money. Here, take my players and my money. I've built, Quare, a, I've built, a, very good, I built a very good team. That's the story of the bird poop in Mike McKinney. <laughs> and uh, I built a good team, and it's been fun. And uh, I made the wild card game in my first year and lost to the Cardinals. And now I'm in first place by 11 games in year two. So I didn't mean to bash you for MLB The Show. I know you love it. It's a great game. I am just so excited. So excited. Today, for the rest of my life, will be one of my favorite days of all time. Because today, I want to tell you about a guy. I want to tell you about this player. Okay? There's a player in Major League Baseball. I'm trying really hard not to say something. Right I know. He played for a very, very, very long time. You can say it if you want. Uh, this guy played for 16 years, okay? This guy played for 16 years, won two MVPs, has a career batting average of 340. Ken Caminiti. It is RIP. Uh, this guy is also dead, but it is not Ken Caminiti. Today is the first day, the first time Major League Baseball has ever decided that June 2nd of every single year to honor the great and to raise awareness for ALS that today is Lou Gehrig Day. Fantastic. I saw, I saw this today. It's funny. I, I I saw it and I was like, has that been happening? I don't remember them celebrating this at all. I didn't realize this was the first time they did it. I didn't either. I saw it on Reddit this morning and I was like, oh, I've heard about this, but I didn't realize it was the first day today. What makes me so excited is today is also the last day that Lou Gehrig ever played baseball. His last game was on June 2nd in 1939. And his first day playing first base for the Yankees was June 2nd of 1923. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? I like that. And what's more important about this is it's not just, you know, I consider myself, 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 the luckiest man, 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 man. On the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. earth, earth. Uh, it's... It's that I truly believe. So my favorite baseball players of all time are Mickey Mantle and Bob Gibson. Okay. Bob Gibson's my favorite pitcher of all time. Mickey Mantle, I, I love the flair, the, the the excitement, and the fact that he got hammered and chased women every night. As a kid, I was like, I want to be Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. But Bob Gibson is that work out for you? <laughs> not very well, although I've got a pretty great one at home right now. Mm-hmm. Uh But Bob Gibson was the intimidator, and they changed rules for him, so I was all about him. The greatest player to ever play Major League Baseball, in my humble opinion, is Lou Gehrig. And I always state this to how much we factor in batting third and fourth in the in in the lineup, correct? Sure. You've got the third and you've got the fourth. Fourth That's changing cleanup, these days, but changing these days. Classically, but, yes. But classically, and for a long time of our life, it was the same situation. And I firmly believe this. And I will give you other examples if you want. I firmly believe. Babe Ruth does not have 700 home runs if Lou Gehrig is not batting behind him. 
David Ortiz is not a Hall of Famer if Manny Ramirez is not batting behind him. It is interesting to me that when you think about the 3-4, you think three is best hitter, four is best power hitter. Right. But for that Yankees team, it was flipped. Exactly. Because Babe Ruth was the big power hitter. And I think those Red Sox teams were the same way. Yeah. You know, Poppy was the big hitter. Babe Ruth was the home run hitter. But pitchers know when you get to those stacked teams and you got a 3-4, your 3-4 are Hall of Famers, minus the steroids. Manny Ramirez is a Hall of Famer, somehow, plus the steroids, so is Ortiz. But they've, they've got to pick somebody. <clears throat> and if you look at Ruth, if you look at Ortiz, that feels almost bang or bust. And it's a little disservice to Ruth. I understand that. So I'm not saying he couldn't hit for average. But pitchers basically decided... I don't want to pitch to Lou Gehrig. He might not hit a home run, but he's going to hit. So I'm going to throw hittable pitches at Ruth. And Ruth was good enough to knock him out of the park. And I think a lot of that is because of Lou Gehrig, which is why I think Lou Gehrig is the greatest player of all time. Because everyone wants to say it's Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth ain't Babe Ruth without Lou Gehrig. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like, wow. This- who, who batted behind Lou Gehrig? Oh, I don't know. Because those were good Yankee teams, obviously. Sure, sure. Yeah, you, that, you, you should look that up. What years? What? Just give me a year. Uh, I'll give you 27. He won the MVP in 27. Murderer's Row. Yankees. It's the greatest lineup of all time. And so I love that now there's a day, yes, to bring awareness to ALS. I have a very good friend of mine that used to, that used to work for me and is now her own boss, and she deals with this. And I love that Major League Baseball is doing something to recognize the greatness and to raise awareness for this terrible thing called ALS. And uh, as story time with Uncle Patrick wraps up, I think I think if you're a baseball fan, you really need to look at the merits of Lou Gehrig. He is not a Babe Ruth piggybacker. He is not a Yankee. I was in the right place at the right time. The man batted 340. Not to mention, hey, Joe... How many games consecutively did Cal Ripken Jr. play? You know, a bajillion. You know, why does that matter right now? Because Lou Gehrig did it first. He's the Iron Man for a reason. Bob Musel, Musel, Musel was behind him in the lineup. That year, he had 337, had 103 RBIs. So there was another good hitter behind Lou Gehrig that year, too. Lou Gehrig had 173 RBIs that year. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? He had 52 doubles. He played in 155 games, which led the majors. He had 447 total bases, which led the majors, and he batted 373. Bob Musil had 47 doubles, so. Oh, cool, dude. <laughs> I'm just I'm just on his I know, page. I know, I know. So, that's it. That's all I want to say. That's my soapbox. It's interesting. When you look at that lineup, it's only two guys that you would, maybe three that you would know. You know Gabe Ruth, you know Lou Gehrig, maybe Tony Lazari. You know him, right? But... The rest of that lineup was not names that are particularly sexy. It's not sexy, but that 27 Yankees is murderer's row. Old yeah. Corn Cobb Jones or whatever their names are. Earl Combs was the leadoff lead guy, yeah. Close. Close, yeah. Close. And who could forget the ice bucket challenge? Thanks, Joe. Which, was, which should have just <laughs> been ice dumped on your head, but then it just turned into water buckets? I no, it was. It. I think it was because the ice melted because they were out in the summer doing it. But it was still very cold water. Mm, that's all right. Let's fight ALS. 
And that's what that was for. Raise, aware raise awareness. Yeah, let's fight ALS. And uh, I just... Go watch Lou Gehrig. He's one of the greatest players of all time. Everybody knows that. I happen to think, in my humble opinion, that he's the best ever. So, happy Lou Gehrig Day, June 2nd, every year in Major League Baseball. As a massive fan of, of Lou Gehrig, it makes me happy to know that I can share this day with Lou Gehrig. How about 1961? Three, four, five in the Yankees lineup. Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra. Yeah, yeah, I know, dude. Great. You don't have to tell me about Yankee folklore. I'm just, I'm just, I looked up an article of like best Yankees lineups. And I'm just like, wow, that's a good three, four, five. <laughs> it's not so bad. <laughs> Check out 1961 when they had two guys who hit over 55 home runs well, that's, together. That's the year. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And Yogi's just like, can I, I I'm running out of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a loaded second hour coming up. When we get back, uh, are, are there any teams willing to sell already? We'll get into that next. This is the hot corner. 1080 the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.